Welcome to A Trip to the Movies, I'm Alex Zane and this episode is brought to you by Odeon because if you're going to watch a movie, it has to be at an Odeon Lux. For me, there's no better place to experience the mesmerising magic of the big screen and when I say big, I mean crystal clear, four times sharper, subtly curved, larger than life, I sense big, a place where you can recline in luxury whilst sipping on your favourite beverage as you immerse yourself in the all-consuming power of the story, enriched by epic Dolby Atmos that'll make your spine tingle and the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Now that is how to experience a movie, and there's no better feeling. You can book your Odeon Lux experience at odeon.co.uk or on the Odeon app. Odeon say, we make movies better, and they're not wrong. Also, just before we head to our fantastic virtual cinema, how would you like a pair of tickets to head to a fantastic and very real cinema? Because the lovely people at Odium have handed us a pair of tickets to give away every show, so if you'd like the chance to head to your nearest Odium and enjoy a movie, all you need to do is leave us a review. I'll explain more at the end of the show, but... Congratulations to this week's winner, Dave Ha, who left us the following review on Apple Podcasts titled, Great Stuff. The show has become a weekly listen for me. I don't get the time to go to the cinema these days as much as I used to, so this is a great nostalgia trip every Wednesday. Great guests too. Thank you, Dave Ha. Thank you very much. Drop us an email to triptomovies at gmail.com and we'll send you your Odeon Cinema tickets. Like I said, it's that simple. Leave us a review and if I read it out, we'll be sending you a pair of Odeon tickets. More details at the end of the show. And finally, for all the latest news and clips from the show, we're on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Pod. And a quick hello to our lovely new patrons who've signed up to our Patreon. Thank you. And I hope you're enjoying the full, unedited version of both the podcast and the video interviews that go up on our Patreon every week. Okay, back to this episode. If you're ready, let's do this. Hello and welcome to A Trip to the Movies, the podcast where each week a special guest takes us on an incredible journey as they curate their perfect night out at our fantastic virtual cinema. This week we're joined by a brilliant broadcaster and football fanatic. He hosts the excellent TalkSport Drive Time show from 4pm every weekday alongside Darren Bent, delivering all the best sporting debate on your way home, taking us on this week's Trip to the Movies. It's the marvellous Andy Goldstein! How are you, Andy? I'm good. I'm very well. What a great introduction that was. Uh, You got my text then, yeah? (laughs) I mean, I did add, I I thought I'd, you know, just in case, like, if if people like me are a little bit uh, of, uh, on the layman side of sporting knowledge, I thought I'd just elaborate that they can get the best sporting debate from your show. They can. They can get that and so much more. You toned it down, if anything. I'm better than that. <laughs> um, you've been doing it just over a year now after your hugely successful stint on the sports bar on TalkSport. How is Thank it going? You. It's going great, actually. It's, it, I didn't realise how much of a, a, a life changer it would be, you know, from doing the sports bar. I did that for what, 10 or 12 years, 13 years, I think, in the end. And um, that, the hours for that were 10pm to 1am, which, which sounds a bit, oh my God, it's like, and it wasn't, I'd be home by half one. But it just meant that for 10 years, I never went to a pub once during a weeknight. I never went to a friend's birthday. I never, I didn't do anything. I didn't go out for dinner. 
or anything <laughs> for over 10 years. So so the first time that I was doing drive time, we finished at seven. I went to a pub on a Thursday. I was looking around saying, it was like I just got out of prison. It was just really <laughs> bizarre. So the hours are great. I could do things like this. I can go out for lunch. I can go out for dinner. It's just, it's great. And the show, working with Bentley is just brilliant. And it's I'm very lucky. It's just great. It's great. And uh, I'm right in thinking, so I, I'm going to wander into uh, what I'd call a conversational quagmire, but I'm going to do my best because we're going to talk a bit about football uh, because obviously it's a huge passion of yours. Uh, you're a Man United fan. Uh, at the time of this record, fifth in the table, new mm-hmm. manager, lost the first two games. There was talk of sacking him, but you've won the last three. How are you feeling? I'm all right. Football's a strange old game because um, you lose a couple of games and it's getting the manager out. We're going to go down. Not with United, but, you know, football fans. Arsenal fans are very much like that. And then um, Mm. you win three games and it's like, can we win the league? Can we actually win the league? (laughs) Are we going to win the World Cup and the boat race? You do get a bit carried away with it, but that's, I suppose, why, you know, it's the biggest and best sport in the world. Well, we just love it. It's, It's so tribal. It's just... It's like no other sport. I don't think so. You know, people just get so wound up about a, a, a defeat or even a draw or just a player being dropped or a manager getting a sack. You know, we've seen recently when we're filming this right now, yesterday was when Chelsea got their manager sacked. Yeah. And um, it's just nuts. You know, the next day, which was like last night, Liverpool lose away at Napoli. And then there's Liverpool fans saying, get him out, get him out. And I'm like, he's won you the league. <laughs> <laughs> he's won you the Champions League. He's won everything, and you want to sack him. It's, it's nuts, but I love it. It's great. Yeah, and he's. Uh, I, I I did my research. Starting Ronaldo okay. on the bench. That's a big shout. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At any point, you can call me out, and 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 I don't know what the term is. Like a fake fan, like a pretender. No, that's I, what, what fine. I don't listen. I people have problems with so many things in football, from you know pretending to be a plastic fan to. That's so why it. don't you support your local team? And I, my view is, maybe I'm just getting old, but my view is, if something makes you happy, who cares? Do you know what I mean? If you want to support, if you want to support Glasgow Rangers and you and you live in Bournemouth, then do it. If if, if that's what makes you happy, and you get up in the morning, you got a smile on your face, so be it. Oh, you, okay, you, that's you, good. you could you could be a plastic, but I don't care. If you're if you're a fan, if you turn the telly on and you cheer when a goal goes in, that's that's enough for me. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, and now I'm probably pushing the boat out a little too far. It's uh, it's great to see Rashford enjoying his football again, playing with a smile on his face. <laughs> What's his first name? Look at me, don't look down. What's his first name? Marcus, I got that. Oh, okay, Marcus. you do know. Marcus, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It is great to see Marcus Rashford playing incredibly well, yeah, because we've got the World Cup round the corner. When's the World Cup? Remind me of that. I believe it's December. I'll give you that. It starts in November, but it ends in December, yeah. And there's every, right. there's every chance he could make... Um, the manager of England. What's his name? The manager of England. Gareth Southgate. <laughs> so you do know. You do know your stuff. There's every chance he can make Gareth Southgate squad. I hope he does. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll wrap up the. Uh, I'll wrap up the football chat with this. Uh, you, you've got a big game on Sunday. Uh, you're away to Crystal Palace. Uh, now, just to clarify, oh, you've, let this... da- you've let yourself down there because you've said the word big game and then you put the word Crystal Palace in that sentence. Okay, well, I was going to clarify, but I am now. So I went to my very first football match about six months ago. Uh, so I'm now a Palace supporter by default. Uh, a friend of mine went, look, you, you should come. So I went to Selhurst Park, watched them in an FA okay. Cup uh, game against Hartlepool. So I'm now a, a sort of default Crystal Palace fan. That's fine. That's fine. No? I, I was at Palace, actually. The first game of the season was um, Palace against Arsenal. And we did an OB from there. If, if, outside broadcast, in case people are wondering what are you talking about. Um, yeah. I've not been to Sellers Park before. It's, um, it was an experience. A great support. Great support. The noise mm. levels were fantastic in there. Great. Well, um, uh, we'll wrap up with, are we going to win the World Cup? No. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's your call then. I, I don't. I, are we going to win the World Cup? Um, we've got as good a chance as we've ever had. I think we've got a great group of players rather than great individuals, although we do have them. But I think collectively as a team, and we saw how far we went in the Euros, we got a chance. As long as Gareth Southgate just takes his foot off the off the brake a little bit, we might have a chance. All right, good, good. He's a cautious manager, right? Right, he is, yep. he is very Good. cautious. Yeah. I think I think I think I've earned my football wings. Uh, I want to thank you, Andy, for the longest conversation I've ever had about football. Uh, well, you I, I'd also it. like to thank you. Did well. <laughs> Good, you did well. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to come completely uh, clean. Uh, I'd like to thank my friend Chris Tilly, who made me the Crystal Palace supporter, and uh, Dave Berry for helping me with the research this morning about football. Okay, well, Dave's a Charlton fan, so I have no idea why you asked him to get involved. He knows nothing <laughs> about football. Right then. Are you ready to head over to our virtual cinema? I am ready. I've never been more ready. Great stuff. You're about to take us on your perfect night out at the cinema. You are our guide. We are your audience. Andy, let's go on a trip to the movies. So we push open the doors to our temple of film and find ourselves in the foyer. There's an excited buzz as there always is in a cinema foyer, the hum of anticipation. So it's your perfect night out at the cinema. Who have you picked, living or dead, to go with you? Could I ask, if I pick the dead person, are they dead when I take them to the cinema with me? <laughs> They're not okay. Like a, a, like a weekend at Bernie's kind of vibe. No, they yeah. are very much in their prime. Okay. Um, I thought it was a difficult question because um, top of my list would be someone, apart from your good self, obviously. Thank you. Thank you. Um, part, you know, top of my list would be someone that I, you know, I find incredibly funny, like Ricky Gervais. I'd love to. But then I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to the cinema, I'm not really going to speak to these people. It's true. Yeah. Right. And I think Ricky might be the kind of person who would be, be chatting in your ear the whole time. Yeah. And piss. if he didn't like the movie, it, yeah, he'd be sitting there going, like, I'm just fucking bored with this. I want to just go. And I'd be like, this hasn't even started. And then I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, so then I'm like, right, who would be the best person? So, I'm happily married, right? So I couldn't mm-hmm. choose Megan Fox, for argument's sake. It certainly wouldn't be one of my kids because it would cost me a fortune if I took them to the cinema. Um, but um, I'm right. going to go for um, Marcel Marceau, the mime artist. Because, <laughs> because he would never interrupt me. And if the film was shit, I'd just look at him trying to get above a, a window or... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or... <laughs> yeah, rubbing his eyes, sad face. Yeah, he'd never interrupt. I think it'd be brilliant. And he could, I don't think legally they can touch you. So when he went to tap me on the shoulder, I wouldn't even feel it. It would just be, and I'd go like, shut up, I'm watching. And they go. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so you wouldn't be able to engage in the post-cinema chat though. You wouldn't be able to go, so what did you think of that film? Unless you were very fluent in mime. Yeah, which I am. I, obviously you've not done your research. <laughs> Something Dave Berry's not told you, is he? That's how we met me and Dave at Mime School. Um, oh, so it's so it's who would I who am I going to chat with afterwards? Or I thought it was just to see the movie with. It's it's to see the movie, but I imagine unless you're going to do a runner, uh, you probably walk out with I, them and might turn I, to them and go, oh, I, "Hey, what did you think?" Okay, he's still Marcel. Right, he's still good, him. good. Is that your all right? Opinions are, yeah, your opinions are cemented. You don't need I think anyone it's else's important opinion. that I pick someone that no one else has picked, and I'm guessing no one's gone for him yet. Uh, I can assure you no one has gone for Marcel Marceau. All right, okay. then. There's a clock on the wall in the foyer. Can I just say, Three, can I just say, yeah. just by the way, this is true. He actually bought a record out, right? What? And so when what? you play it, nothing happens. It just goes, I swear to God, that's true. That's actually kind of cool. That's like a sort of Andy Kaufman style like, yeah. trick, yeah. 
I like genius. That. I, genius. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's good. It's nice to know a mime has a sense of humour because you never hear them laugh. <laughs> um, there's a clock on the wall in the foyer. It reads a specific time. What time of day have we gone to the cinema? Uh, that's a great question, actually. That's a great question because in my answer, I have to think how many people are going to be in the cinema. So if I go on a Saturday night, 8 o'clock, it's going to be packed. Whereas if I go mm. Monday morning at 10 o'clock, it's going to be absolutely empty. And I I much prefer going to the cinema when there's no one about, right? Not because I want to get up to something, <laughs> but um, I just I just don't I just don't like busy I don't like crowds. And in the cinema, you have to sit next to someone. And then there's that like, do I put my my drink in that cup or do I put it in the one on my right? Or and then if they're eating sweets, or you've always got someone. Shh, and all, so I much prefer a cinema when it's empty. So I think a okay. perfect time to go would be when no one else is going. So probably the, uh, the earliest screening on a Monday morning is when I would love to go. And how do you feel? So you like it when it's there's less people there or is yeah. it just no people? For example, if it was you and then one other person in the cinema, is that weirder than no people when it's just two people, almost like the two of you have agreed to meet there, although you don't know each other? What, like me and Marcel or just someone else <laughs> I didn't know? A stranger. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'd be more inclined to talk to them if it was just me and them, wouldn't I? Mm. And I don't, I don't want to talk to a stranger. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a strange experience where I was the only person in a cinema, and someone came and sat down, a person I didn't know, in the seat next to me. Which, uh, which is oh my uh, god, that's a that's a moment ruiner. You can't really ever yeah. relax into a movie when there's a stranger sitting next to you. Hold on, so a whole cinema. So mm. I don't know, 200 seats or whatever, and they sat yeah. right next to you. Didn't want to talk, didn't say anything, just sat next to me. And it, I've processed it as they had a favourite seat and it was unusual for them to find another person there and they always sat in that seat. It was their routine and so they weren't going to change because I was sitting in the next seat next to it. Did you acknowledge that? All right, how are you? Did you do that? Nope. I probably should have done. That would have made it less weird. So hold, on. No, we just... hold on. Two complete strangers in an empty cinema mm. sit next to each other. And yep. none of you spoke, to, neither of you spoke to each other? No. And then when I went to go to the bathroom halfway through, I sat at the back as far away from, as, from you, them as possible. Are you sure you weren't just sat next to a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were incredibly handsome. I, 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 I did think, gosh, <laughs> what, what a good-looking cinema-goer. All right. So we've gone first thing on Monday morning. You booked the tickets. Where in the cinema are we sitting? I used to want to sit right at the very front. It all depends what the cinema's like and how big the screen is, right? I used to mm. think the best seat was right at the very front. When I was a kid, when I used to go and see, like, Rocky Three when that come out, I'd always want to sit as close to the screen as possible because then you're looking up and you're just in awe of it. Um, and then I've seen quite a few 3D movies and I've mm. sat right at the very back because I, I don't want anyone in. I just feel when you're at the top, you're sort of level with the middle of the screen, mm. I think. And then that's so for 3D movies, I don't they don't really bring them out anymore, but usually near the back. But I think that I think the obvious perfect answer is middle row center. I don't know what that would okay. be. Okay. Like G. No, that's 16 or something, but G. I'll, 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 I'll double check that for you. But yeah, let's go with G16 in the middle, in the center, which leads me yeah. on to a, a regular question that I, I feel I have to ask. So you're fine with um, needing the toilet because I can't sit in the middle, I have to sit at the end. Because I always need the toilet. I don't have a strong Why? enough bladder. Because I, I I need to go. I, I, you can't I hold feel... it for like an hour and a half. No. 
Anyway, how many movies are an hour and a half these days? They're at least two hours. Oh, okay. no, I... Sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. You can't hold it for two and a half hours. That's still mental. Think those 30 minutes make a big difference. Uh, just mentally, because you're like, oh, I can hold it for half an hour, but I can't hold it for an hour if you start needing to go at the 60 minute mark. I've, I so think you need, need to you'd... get specialist help here because that's not normal. You're a grown man and you can't stop yourself going to the toilet for two hours. So every two hours you go to the toilet. I don't go to the toilet every two hours, but it doesn't happen every time. But on the off chance okay. that I do need the toilet 60 minutes into a movie, yeah, I'm, I'm probably oh, no. going to uh, I'm going to feel awkward. You personally. can't leave a movie theatre in the middle of a film, even for five minutes. You can't. I've never, ever done that. You've never done that? No, what I do is I let the bag fill up and then after <laughs> the movie, I'll just, I'll just empty it. <laughs> I mean, you joke. I, I'd be happy with that because I do hate missing movies. And, <laughs> I don't think you, know, you would. I, I don't I mean, think not... if you're weighing up colostomy bag against seeing the end of Lord of the Rings, I don't think you're you're going to take option A there. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> I mean, look, I'm not going on dates anymore. I'm married. I think I've been married long enough and with my partner long enough. If I if she saw me hooking a bag on my belt before we went out to the cinema, I'd be like, yeah, yeah this is okay. this is I... your life. I, I don't know too much about colostomy bags. I'm guessing you don't strap them to your belt. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my my sort of, you know, my guess in the colostomy bag world. Uh, okay. Okay, good. Excellent. Right then. But seriously, you need to get that sorted. That's not normal. How old are you? I, 55? I, what are you? listen let's move on to the air in the foyer is full of wonderful smells nothing to do with my bag all manner of snacks and foodstuffs are available at the various counters what are you going to choose to eat oh wow i've got an incredibly sweet tooth like horrific so I'm, i'm everything is is the answer i will go and get the biggest bag for pick and mix I will fill it up with those, you know, these strawberry laces and they've got stuff in them. They're oh, quite, yes. They're, they're not like laces. Laces are thin, like shoelaces, but these are quite thick. Like like if an ant was going to build a channel tunnel, it would go in one of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I think I did. Well, and they, they have a, a white centre. Is that yes, what you mean? Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. That's right, it. right. So I, I, they're my go-to snack. But then I just look at everything and go, oh, I could do with some M&Ms. I could do with some buttons. I could do with some sort of, you know, heart-shaped lips or whatever and so i go through the everything so that bag will probably cost me about 25 quid <laughs> and then i'll go and get some and then i'll go and get some popcorn okay so popcorn sweet or salted half of half half of each because i don't know what one's better i still don't know which is which i don't know if what do you mean you don't know which is which you've got an I incredible don't... sweet tooth and you can't tell the difference between salted and sweet popcorn no there's no difference i've honestly i think it's one of those like in about 20 years you know like you know, like now you found out that when you're a kid and you'd have lunch and you go, can we go swimming? And your mum and dad go, no, because you could get cramped and die. And you found out that's complete bollocks. I think that's right. the same with popcorn. That there is, okay. They just put it in two different areas and then they're exactly the same. And they're having a song. I mean, I st- strongly disagree. Um, I just, I, that's, that's salted popcorn and sweet popcorn. I, I, I mean, to borrow a phrase, you may need to see someone about your taste buds. Um, that is, that's, that's, who, that's... Who would I see about my popcorn <laughs> taste buds? Ah, Dr. Popcorn. 
Yes, that's correct. Doctor <laughs> okay. Popcorn is who you'd see. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, they're they're, they're fundamentally an entirely different, an entirely different experience. Um, well, but sure. I mix them up, and then what I like doing is every four minutes shaking the box because then you get all the little ones go to the bottom, and then you get the, it's like a new batch, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. The kernels okay. all sink to the bottom. The the little kernels. What do you call them? The kernels. Not like as in a military. I'm not. I don't. I don't treat popcorn as some sort of army. But the kernels, the little, uh, little, uh, the little solid bits, the seeds. Let's yeah. call them seeds. But the kernels. Why are they called kernels? K e r n e l. That's that's what they're called. Is that what they're popcorn. called? That's what they're called. Yeah, popcorn kernels. Yeah. What well, popcorn before it's popped are called kernels. I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that. There okay, we go. Well, I'd let that's... the kernels sink to the bottom. Right. And when you get to them, because I like to chew on the, I like to chew on a kernel. Do you? Yeah. I find I can't get too many kernels in my mouth, if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then what I'd do is after all of that, I'd feel guilty about how much weight I'm going to put on, so I'd get some water. Oh, that's your drink of choice then, water? Yeah. Yeah. And a cup of tea. I've started having a cup of tea when I go to the cinema now, which is like definitely an old person's thing to do. I, it is. I didn't even know you could get tea in the cinema. So a nice yeah. cuppa. Is, and so this is all going in at the same time. You've got all this pick and mix. You've got yeah. your, your mixed popcorn, which is pointless. Because, yeah. Why don't you just order sweet? Because if you can't tell the difference, there's no point adding asking for mixed. Because I, I feel I'm missing out something. You know That you're not aware of, but you factually. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So this is all at the same time. You've got your tea. You've got your water. You've got your pick and mix. You've got your popcorn. I've got, right. I've got my sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's leave the foyer now and walk down the corridor towards the auditorium. Posters along the cinema wall illustrate some of your most important movie memories. Our first poster depicts your fondest movie memory. What is it? Um, well, okay, so a fun memory I have of the cinema is when I... I, I what, the first movie poster I think I'd see would be um, Rambo First Blood. Because when that came out, I was too young to see it. I think it was a 12 or it might have been a 15, but either way, I was too young. And I went with my dad and I was absolutely shitting it, thinking, oh, we're going to get arrested by the police if we try and get in the <laughs> cinema and thrown into prison. And then when we got there, they didn't even ask my age. And they were like, yeah, in you go. And then we walked in and I felt about 10 foot tall and sat there with my dad watching that film. It's one of the first times I'd, I'd gone to the cinema, I think, I think. I can't remember, but I remember I remember that day and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm seeing for the first time ever a Certificate 15. So that that's a really fond memory, me and my dad going to the cinema. So that would definitely be the first first movie poster. That's fantastic. It's uh, such a great experience, isn't it, when you feel like you're doing something you shouldn't be allowed to do, but no one has a problem with it. Once the anxiety subsides and you're like, I am an adult watching an yeah. adult, not an adult film, but a grown-up <laughs> movie. Yeah. I um, I once nicked my dad's um, membership card for the snooker club uh, and in the summer holidays I was about 13 and I practiced his signature for about three days on a spin and it was it was perfect. I mean, it was better than his. I could have got a mortgage. It was amazing. <laughs> and when I went to the snooker club, I sort of went there and I was like, your table six, please. And he was like, you're a member? And I was like, yeah, here's the card. And he was like, this is yours. And I went, yeah. Went, Can you do the signature? And I was like, well, of course I can. Did it and it was perfect. And he went, this is definitely your card. And I went, yeah. And he went, 100%. I went, yes. And he went, and you're 46, are you? And I went, no. <laughs> That's my dad's card. <laughs> Did they let you in anyway or no? I can't remember. I Probably not. Probably not. Like, why, why do you, is there an agent to get into a fucking snooker club? Do you know what I mean? It's not like, 
ridiculous. I've heard you're something of a, a, a brilliant pool player, though. I'm all right. I, I used to play pool professionally, actually. I was ranked 32 in England. Um, wow! Yeah, I used to play professionally, so um, I gave it a good goal. There was no money in pool. Like the first, if you won the World Championship, you won. You know, now if you win snooker World Championship, you get about half a million pounds. For the pool uh-huh. World Championship, you got two grand, I think. The the I can link this back to a movie actually. So the money was always in 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 money games we used to call them. So away from you go to a, a competition and irrelevant of how you did, you got beat the first round, quarterfinals, whatever. There'd be loads of people playing money matches over in the corner, mm. and I played I played one money match for a thousand pounds when I was about when I was about twenty one, and um, I was a bit of a cocky fucker back then. And I was, we played up to, t- I say back then, we we played up to, <laughs> up to 10 and I went 9-0 up. So there was probably about 20 people watching and I was 9-0 up. And then I start, I turned into Tom Cruise from The Colour of Money, genuinely, and started fucking about in my queue and was like, Ugh! and I lost 10-9. I lost the No! Pounds. Yeah. What a fucking oh. bell end. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I bet you look cool, though, until you lost. I, uh, I look great at nine nil at nine <laughs> at nine nine. I'd aged about fifteen years. <laughs> uh, all right, then, brilliant. So we'll move on to the second poster. Now, this depicts your worst oh. movie memory. What's your worst movie okay. memory? This is easy. This is easy. It's the only time that I've ever walked out of a a, a movie theater, and mm. it was to see the Steve Martin film My Blue Heaven. Have you seen it? You know, it? I've, I've never seen it. You're going to have to tell me, A, so, what it is and why it's so, so bad. So it was, so we've, we've all seen Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. And the main char- character in that's Henry Hill. So my understanding is about the movie, it was based on, lightly based on his character um, after he went into witness protection. But okay. it was played by Steve Martin and it was a comedy. And it was, it you usually I'll I'll be quite good with my grammar here, but I'm not going to bother. It was fucking awful. <laughs> it was it was one of those right. Well, when I was watching it, I kept I kept you know when you look around going like, is anyone else thinking this is horrific? And it was like I I used to like Steve Martin. I mean, he's not done movies for years, but I used to like Steve Martin. You know, the Plane Stage and Automobile is one of my favourite movies. Yeah, of all yeah, time. yeah. Um, but sometimes if you played a, a comedy character. I don't know, I just felt uncomfortable. And um it was it was a subject matter that shouldn't have been turned into a comedy. Hmm. And Goodfellas was such an unbelievable feel. Maybe I was going to the cinema going, oh my god, we're gonna find out what happened to Henry Hill afterwards. And all of, a, all of a sudden Steve Martin comes out and turns into Dr. Huffer or whatever. And um <laughs> Yeah, it was I walked out. It was awful. My Blue Heaven, I love a shit movie. I'm I'm going to probably watch that now just to see how bad it was. So this is, uh, this is, and uh, again, I agree with you. Steve Martin was a god, you know, uh, the jerk, uh, the man with two brains, plain strange automobiles. But then he did hit, you know, the, the Pink Panther era. So this was in yeah. Sergeant Bilko and all of that. So this was, this was after, this was yeah. maybe the beginning. What year are we talking about here? Oh my God. Um, I'm going to guess at, I would have been late 80s. Okay. This could have been the beginning of uh, of the decline. Wow. I'm going to Google right, then... it now because you can either leave this in or cut it out, but I need to know. So my blue, I spell blue, heaven. <laughs> Here you go. Steve Martin film, 1990. Here you go. 
All right, then. Well, that's interesting. It, I, I'm just looking at his CV. So it goes, uh, My Blue Heaven. Then he's sort of LA story, Father of the that Bride. Was right. That yeah, was all right as well. Brides, right. Yeah, but then, then you're sort of looking at Father of the Bride 2, Sergeant Shit. Bill Co. And uh, yeah, he had that brief resurgence with Bowfinger that was good, but uh, was it, then you're into. Was it good, Bowfinger? Was that with Eddie Murphy? That's the one with Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. No, no, okay, no, no, not a brief research. Again, I think Eddie Murphy, I used to love watching Eddie Murphy, but then some of his films later on in his career were awful. I mean, who am I to slag off fucking Eddie Murphy? Do you know what I mean? Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy are shit, right? Uh, uh, well, I feel that we uh, we might have already touched on your unpopular movie opinion, but we'll come to that after the third poster, which depicts the last performance that brought you to tears. What was it? Oh wow! Brought me to tears. Okay, brought me to. I've never cried in the cinema. Uh, I cried at ET when that came out, but I saw a pirate copy of that. That's uh, illegal, know, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say I made the pirate copy. <laughs> you know. Do you know when we used to have a guy used to turn up at my mum and dad's house? He had um, he had a, a a mini, but like a, a the longer version with the doors opening at the back. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think Something so. Like that. Mini, but like, I'm going back. Van. I'm going back years. Yeah, mini oh, okay, van. Right? Okay, okay, right. And and he he used to come out on a Friday night, and then he'd ring the bell. My mum and dad would go down the driveway, and then he'd open the back, and there'd be like um an old duvet over boxes and boxes of of movies and then he'd mm. pull back the duvet go there you go what do you want for the week that's how he spoke and then one of them <laughs> one of them was et and um, i saw ghostbusters that way as well fucking hell, i saw so many films i should have done um <laughs> um and yeah so yeah, et I... I cried about yeah okay but that wasn't in the cinema so you've never cried in the cinema not once not in the dark. You see, I prefer to cry in the cinema where no one can see you. I find it awkward crying next to my... I cry a lot at movies, you see. So if I'm Do on the you? sofa with my, my with my wife, I don't like to cry. I feel embarrassed still. I, it's, I shouldn't, but I do. But in the yeah. dark of a cinema, I loved it when 3D movies came out and you had the glasses on so no one could see you. You could be like blobbing, like nobody's business yeah. behind those oh, 3D I, glasses. I remember I saw Ghost in the cinema and you know at the end where... You know, spoiler alert, but she comes back and they kiss, but they don't kiss, but they do, but they don't. There was a, mm. a massive like bodybuilder in front of me and his shoulders were going up like that. And I went, oh, he's fucking pissing himself and looked round and he just had tears coming out of his eyes. So he oh, was wow. crying then. But yeah, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't tear up at all. I don't tear up at all when I'm, when I'm watching movies. I don't know what that says okay. about me. I know it's, it's, it's fine. Do you cry in real life? Do you cry at football? No. This feels like we've voted to Andy. No. Tell me what makes you. Cry. Yeah, of course. Of I course. Cried, cry. I cried when my kids were born. Okay. Because, because I've got two girls and I just thought, fuck me, that's two weddings I've got to pay for. <laughs> um, I can't remember the last time I cried. I mean, I cry, you know, when. when I don't want to get too deep, but when people die, I cry, right? Mm. I am human. Yes, of course. Um, I'll it, put really. ET down. I'll put ET. Do you know put what? E. I'll get down. As, I'll get us out of, uh, of this by uh, saying, I'll put E.T. <laughs> E.T. is the last pirate, performance. Pi pirate copy of E.T. Our final poster depicts your unpopular movie opinion, uh, which isn't, I'm presuming, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy are a bit shit. <laughs> so they are really, they, they are now. They weren't. They used to be good. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a movie that is unbelievable, but I don't think a lot of people have seen. So Dead Man Shoes. Have you seen Dead Man Shoes? I have not seen Dead okay. Man's Shoes. See, there you go. So you're going to benefit from my final poster. Mm-hmm. Dead Man's Shoes is a, a British film, and it's got Paddy Considine in it. And uh, it was a movie that when I went into it, I had no idea what it was about. I just, I think I saw the movie poster for it. It's not a big film. And I thought, oh, that looks good. And I had, I didn't, I'd never met Paddy. I didn't know him. I hadn't really seen his work. I think, mm-hmm. is, it, is it a Shane Lynch movie? Have you got that in front of you? I don't know if you've got that. But, um... I watched it and I was utterly blown away by it. And it's mm. not a big budget. And everyone that I've said, go watch it, have, have they've watched it. And they went, blimey, I didn't know that existed. And they all said it was it was great. So it's sort of the opposite of what you're asking. But I put it up there because no one is aware of it and everyone should be aware of it because it's one of my favourite films. So it's Shane Meadows. Okay, Shane yeah. Shane Meadows. Got, yeah, what did I say? Just... Shane Lynch. He was in Boys Home, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, yeah. I think he was the guy. God, this is taking me back. The guy with all the tattoos up his neck. Yeah. You know, when when someone goes, I'm in a boy band, but I don't want to be in a boy band anymore. I have a bit of this tattoo. Yeah, that was it. Oh, I don't think he directed that film, actually. Now, you're going to edit around this. It was, you know, it wasn't Shane Lynch. I'm pretty sure he's in a boy band. <laughs> Google Shane Meadows. That's the fella. <laughs> Shane Lynch, fucking hell. I was doing so well up to then, weren't I? So it's well. Good. It's good. I haven't even have seen it. Can I ask? Have you seen Schindler's List by Ronan Keating? Have you seen that? That's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, that's good. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, where are we then? Schindler's uh, love it. It's uh, it's. I'm just. I, I'm back. The soundtrack's back. amazing. Let the reason be love. <laughs> Uh, right then, so your unpopular movie opinion, just to, just to clarify, the, the unpopular movie opinion is that n- people should have watched Dead Man's Shoes and not enough people have. Because it's not a popular movie. Right. So that does that make it unpopular if it's not popular? I mean, how does this work? So your unpopular movie opinion, if, if someone said, what's your unpopular movie opinion, as I, I just did, and you, you say... It's how, not popular, how, right? Is it popular? It's not. I. I, don't, I mean. I think it's respected, but I don't think. I, I. I don't think everyone's seen it. So what you're saying is, people, you're telling people that they're stupid for not seeing it. Yeah. Great. I, I, yeah. That's good. That works. All right. I think we Great. should uh, get into the auditorium now. So <laughs> we've reached the last set of doors. We push them open and enter the auditorium. The crowd goes wild. The guest of honor has arrived. Now, before the movie you pick for us begins, one of the best things about the cinema is the trailers. We are screening the trailer for the movie you are most looking forward to. What is the trailer for? Can I can I choose a movie that's not even been made? Go on then, yeah, go on. Let's hear it. <laughs> is, is, is someone planning to make it? Or is this an idea for a movie that you have that you're well, pitching no, I just, now? I just thought because, you know, this is like a, a virtual cinema, right? Mm, yeah. I can sort of do what I fucking want, want right? <laughs> <laughs> is is that not what you've been doing already? Right. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for ET2. <laughs> Where he gets home and then he goes, "Fuck, I forgot. I forgot my keys." So he has to go back to Earth and get his keys. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's your logline pitch there. That's uh, if any studios are listening, um there you go. <laughs> 
We got well, it. We got a, yep. we got a strong pitch for ET two. I think they're actually. Do you know what? Weirdly, I think there was a potential sequel for ET, which involved um, evil versions of ET coming to Earth, and uh, they were like a different, oh my God. a different like uh, tribe from the same species, and they came to Earth, and then ET had to come back and and save the day. And it was a bit of a war between the good ETs you, and the on. evil ETs. This you is sure real. You, are, you, are you sure you've not been like having red smarties and that's popped into your head? <laughs> Do you know what? It's yeah. interesting you ask about trailers, right? Because I used to sit religiously. I've got Apple TV and I used to sit maybe once a week. You know, when you've got like 10 minutes to do nothing, like you're going to meet your mates at midday and you're like, I've got 10 minutes, I might as well. I used to always just watch the trailers. right? Mm-hmm. And there yeah. were so many movies that I was like, I need to see that, I need to see that, I need to see that. But for some reason, I was thinking about this the other day, for some reason over the last three or four years, I'm not like that anymore. Like I don't I don't get excited about um a movie that's... I don't think there is as many great movies coming out. I don't know if it's because we're on the back end of coming out of COVID. And are you are you a superhero movie fan? Because, like I said, those are the big movies that we are yeah. getting on the blockbuster, uh, in the blockbuster arena. So are you a fan? Do you like no, the Marvel no, films, the DC no. films? I've tried. I've really tried to get in them. No. I, I love the Star Wars movies, right? I absolutely love okay. the Star Wars, right? And you can see where we're... I'm filming this from my yeah. my office. I've got loads of Star Wars characters and all that sort of stuff. That was a great thing. Like a Star Wars movie would come out every three years. You'd be like, right, this is this is an occasion now. But now it's like every seven minutes. You know, you know, you know. Do you remember Star? You've seen the original Star Wars, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that little black box unit that went like, remember that when Han Solo and Luke Skywalker take of cuff Chewbacca and they're dressed as stormtroopers and they're going to the lift. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Soon that will be that will have its own fucking series. That little droid. <laughs> That's how ridiculous it's getting. But wait, so did you like the the new, the most recent trilogy? So seven, eight, yeah, nine. Yeah, I did. I did like them. I did like them. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, it had a lot of nods to to the original Star Wars three. So yeah, I did like them. There's a a really funny moment on the uh, Phantom Menace making of documentary, uh, which is George Lucas looking at some uh, imagery of Jar Jar Binks, and uh, he actually turns to his colleague and says, you know, the, the exciting thing about Jar Jar Binks is that the Star Wars universe has never had a character this funny. Someone should have stopped him right then. It's not a comedy, <laughs> all right? It's not comedy. <sighs> Although I did Why like you your be, impression. People your impression look at it, was brilliant. No, it wasn't, but thank you. For, <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't do Lucas. I, I don't do anyone, actually. I don't know why I said I don't do Lucas. Like, if you'd asked any, <laughs> for anyone else... Everyone's uh, got one though. Everyone's got one impression. What's yours? Mm, I asked first. Okay, I can do um, uh, uh, Sean Connery as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Clarice, are the lambs still screaming? <laughs> Who said just... you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> just... Who told you that? It sounds a bit like Bane, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. The, the, just to add some context, he was up for the role. I think they asked him to be okay. Hannibal Lecter and he turned it down. So it's it's not really? that, that bigger swing. What's yours now? Come on. I did my, mine. Mine, mine is... Um, <laughs> I haven't done it for years, so I don't even know if I could do it. And it's not that exciting. But I used to be able to do really well Woody Woodpecker. Let's hear it. I, I, okay. I know Woody Woodpecker. It's, I like the way you say, I know Woody Wood, like, is your mate as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Like, I've said De Niro. I, I know De Niro, yeah. I, it's, he's, on, he's on next week, uh, Woody. It's, it's going to be a great it's, show. It's weird when I do it because mm. I, I have to take an out breath. Hold on. 
Uh, this might not work because I haven't done it since I was about 15, right? All right. Oh, well, I can also do a dolphin. Do you want dolphin first? Do dolphin as a warm-up. Okay. No one else can do this noise, but I've never met anyone can do this noise. So dolphin is... No one can do that. All right? Try it. Okay. No, no, can't do that. No. no. I think mine. Um, I, I like mine. But okay, let's... I, let's I was waiting for you to go, oh, I know dolphin. Yeah, I know dolphin. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, that's your dolphin. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's Woody the, the support okay. act for the headline act. <clears throat> I got to do that, mm. and then it comes out. Right? I'm not having an asthma attack. <clears throat> I might not be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Used to be really now because I've smoked cigars. That, that never used to come out when I was about 11, bizarrely. But now it does. That's Woody Woodpecker with asthma. Oh, you, you like an expensive cigar then? I do like an expensive cigar, yeah. Oh. Look at this one that's going to be smoked at the weekend. Is that your reward after uh, a, a busy working weeks? Yeah, I used, I used to, through lockdown, I used to have one a day, but it just got a bit silly. So now it's maybe one a week once every time. I like a glass of whiskey and a cigar. Painting a beautiful picture. Okay, so it's time... For the big one, we're announcing to our excited audience in this packed auditorium the movie we are watching tonight. Andy, what movie have you picked for us? So there was a few. There was a few. I'm a big fan of gangster movies, so it was mm-hmm. always going to be one. It, it was going to be Casino. It was going to be Goodfellas. But my favourite film of all time is Once Upon a Time in America, so it would be that one. Wow. Okay. Why? Um, I like the. I like a long film. You'd hate it. I mean, you'd be you'd be pissing maybe three times during that one. It's over three hours long. Um, the the actors in it are fantastic. You've got Joe Pesci in it. You've got James Woods. You've got um, De Niro. Obviously, it's got an amazing mm. cast. the The story is fantastic. The it goes over different generations and it cuts back between the three of them. Um, the storyline is like no other storyline. It's not just a traditional gangster movie. There's there's a lot of depth to the the characters and the story, and um, and just just the end the ending of the movie. You've seen it. Have you seen it? Do you know what I I haven't? It's, oh I, I, I'm, I, okay. I know. I, let me explain. Just because it sounds like I haven't seen any films on this episode. There's some <laughs> glaring holes in my movie CV. Um, but with this, I, I'm just not a fan of gangster movies. Full stop. So I, I'm oh, the wow. opposite end of the spectrum. To you, like I okay. had to have my arm twisted to see Goodfellas, and did you, you like know. it? I did, yes, I did, but I'm not sort of a devotee to the gangster genre. The exceptions I make are I really love like Lockstock and Snatch; those are the gangster movies okay. I love. I like when you said you had to have your arm twisted to see Goodfellas. Was it like, listen, you little fucker, you're going to watch <laughs> it now? Is it like that, or just someone, you know, said, "Come on, let's go and watch it." It was the latter. It was someone pointing out, um, which has happened again with Once Upon a Time in America, that you can't really be a movie fan if you haven't seen fucking Goodfellas. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so I feel like I'm in a fever dream right now, where I'm I'm literally living my nightmare, where someone goes, Once Upon a Time in America, one of the greatest gangster movies of all time, and I go, Yeah, tell me about it then, Sergio Leone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even the soundtrack's fantastic. The cinematography is beautiful. Um, and even the ending, I remember watching the ending going, fuck, that's, I don't even know what's happened. I need to watch it again. And I love movies like that where you get so, so engrossed in it where because it's so long, 
you know, like some you get a movie. We were talking about movie lamps earlier on. If they're like an hour and twenty minutes, you just go in, you watch it, and you come out, and it doesn't really change your world or your life. But this is, it's just, my mind was blown when I saw it for so many different reasons. It's got, it's got so many different directions of where you think the characters are going, where you think the story goes. You, you start, you start feeling for the characters, and you sort of want the bad guy to win. It's just. And I think it's De Niro's greatest performance. And that's saying something, you know, I thought the King of Comedy was an amazing movie. That's one of my favorite movies as well. I love, mm. I love old De Niro. When he started getting into comedy, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> that Meet, Meet the Fockers was like, mm, okay, it's a funny film. And I like Ben Stiller, but, mm. but De Niro gangster films is amazing. He was ridiculously good in Goodfellas um, and Casino. But I think this is his best performance. I, I think he's, he's incredible in it. Great. Good choice. I, I say without having seen it, but I, I I am aware of its legacy. That's a great choice. So obviously it's a double bill tonight. The next movie we're screening is the movie that is most important to you. What is that film? Most important to me? Mm. How, what would your answer be? Uh, the film that's most important to me is probably Jaws. Okay, yeah. you're not going to elaborate? Just... I, I, yeah, of oh, course. I won't yeah. elaborate. Uh, yeah. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Jaws, because it's, I watched it when I was about five years old and uh, it, it was the film that got me excited in cinema and also had the biggest effect on me. I've never been in the sea right. uh, since I was five because of Jaws. It, uh, it, it's just terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got well, Even now as a grown adult where you know... I've got a shark you know, tattooed on my wrist as a reminder if I ever get drunk on a beach not to go, yeah, I'll just go in the sea because that's where sharks live and death. Yeah, but you know sharks don't live in this country, right? Not true. They found a great white off the Cornish coast not that long ago. So actually, yeah, and you okay. get mako well, sharks in the North Sea and blue sharks in the Channel. I've done my but, research. Okay, but when are you going swimming with your drunk mates in the North Sea? <laughs> Granted, uh, that's <laughs> unlikely. Uh, however... I just want to be aware that, say, I was on a shipwreck in the North Sea and everyone's like, oh, it's fine, we'll just paddle for sure. I'd be the one who went, actually, no, I'll stay on the upturned hull because mako sharks, which have never attacked humans, I don't think. But never mind. The point is there are sharks there. And who knows where a great white might wander? Okay. They didn't expect it in Amity. They didn't expect it on Amity Island, did they? They were like, there's no sharks like this in these waters. And bosh, there it is. Who are you hanging out with? Like, Is your best mate Terry Nutkins or something? (laughs) Oh, Terry Nutkins. Do you want um, to know a weird Terry Nutkins fact? Yeah. He used to run, he used to run a, on Oxford Street. He uh, he ran a dolphinarium, which was like an, an aquarium uh, for dolphins, a dolphinarium. But rather than on being, Oxford Street, on Oxford Street in the 70s, uh, they had like giant water tanks in this building where dolphins uh, would uh, people could go visit them. But it wasn't like a family thing. It was kind of like a gentleman's club. So uh, aquamaids, as they were called, would get in the tanks and uh, they'd stuff fish in their swimming costumes and then the dolphins would rip off their fishing costumes, revealing the aquamaid beneath uh, for the pleasure of the viewing gentlemen. Terry Nutkins, I believe, was the dolphin wrangler uh, for that establishment. You know, I can hear all your thoughts at the moment. <laughs> A dolphin wrangler. Whatever the term is, he was the man who sort of managed the dolphins. Wow. So he convinced women to put bikinis on that would be ripped off for everyone to see in the gentleman's club. I think he just made sure the dolphins were okay, which they probably weren't in a tank on Oxford Street. Uh, but I think someone else handled the aquamaids. 
Are you sure you've got that? There was a, there was a dolphin shop in Oxford Street. It's not a shop. A, 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 a club. I know, but I don't know if that's right. Yeah, well, I'm sticking to it, Andy. So there we are. <laughs> right, we haven't got to what the second movie is. Right, Dudley Moore uh-huh. and Bo Derek in ten. <laughs> dare, dare I ask why that had such an impact on you? I thought it? of it when you used the word dolphin wrangler. It's a great right, movie. Have you seen? I bet you've seen that fucking movie, haven't you? You ever seen Goodfellas? <laughs> I bet you've seen. I bet you've seen Bo Derek prancing around the beach. I may have seen Ten uh, as, a, as a as a younger man. Yes, uh, I believe I watched uh, two Bo Derek movies: uh, Ten and Bolero, back to back, where she tries Hold to. Hold on. What's Bolero about? I didn't uh, know that was a movie. is about a matador whose uh, private parts get gored by a bull in the ring, and she nurses him back to health and helps him uh, recover in a, a very unique way. Okay. Let's say. He get, yeah. So he got gored in the ring, did you say? <laughs> in the bull that's ring. In the, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, before uh, before people leave, uh, you've done a very nice thing, Andy. As a gift to our lovely audience, you have bought them all T-shirts with your favourite movie quote emblazoned on the front. Thank you, uh, first of all. They love them. But what is the quote? What is your favourite movie quote? Yeah, my favourite movie quote, I mean, it's such a difficult question to answer because, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat. He's up mm. there. Um, you know, only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. There's just Great. millions, right? One that makes me laugh. Yeah. And it's and it's a very favourite film of mine. Escape to Victory. Of right? course. Yep, football. And I'm going to go for one that I just think so fucking ridiculous is at halftime when they're playing the Germans, they're prisoners of wars, mm-hmm. and um, they're being held captive against their, their will in Germany in the Second World War. And they want to escape the Nazis. And they're playing a football match and they get into the dressing room at half time and all the the bubbles start appearing in the in the team bath. And then all of a sudden the bottom tile breaks down, all the water gushes out, and a ladder comes up and he's like, Come on, we can escape, and you, you won't be a prisoner of war anymore. And then Michael Kane goes, Hold on, we can win this. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and then someone goes, Who said that? And he goes, I did. And it's like, Are you fucking mental? <laughs> <laughs> no one says, no one says, have you lost your fucking mind? You want to carry on 45 minutes of football in in the hope that you might score a winner against escaping Nazi Germany. So so I'm going for that one. Oh, I love it. Your favourite movie quote is, oh, Don, we can win this. Uh, right then. So uh, we're nearly done, but as the audience are standing and walking out... Leaving the audience. They don't want to go, do they? They don't want to they go. Don't want to go. They don't want to go. Get out. They, they love it. They've, they've loved uh, the double bill of uh, Once Upon a Time in America and 10. Uh, so, <laughs> what music from a film or soundtrack is going to play our audience out of the cinema tonight? It's very important how you okay. work out of this. I've got this. I've got this. This is great. a great answer. <clears throat> I'm going to go for the music from Chariots of Fire. Would you care to hum it? Bum, it? Bum, 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 bum. That one. Bum, 
Lovely. That's great. That one. Because I think that will just get them, get out the fight. We've done now. Get out. And that, and then people will go, oh, I love the music. Run in. I'll run out the cinema. And then they'll get out. <laughs> All right, then. So that's it. The curtains have closed. The guests are milling out, smiling, chatting, and thanking you for taking them on an incredible night out at the movies. Oh, I love it. We've just time for the mystery question before you go. So the mystery question is what's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Oh, what's in the box? There's an actual box. Excluding Rocky, what is the greatest sports movie in history? I can answer that quickly. The greatest sports movie of all time, and you've said excluding yep. Rocky, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go for another boxing movie. It's one of my favourite movies of all time, and it's De Niro again, Raging Bull. The soundtrack's beautiful. A lot of the actors in that are actually in Casino. Lovely Raging Bull, it is okay, Andy. It's time to recap your trip to the movies. You have sat with Marcel Marceau. First thing on a Monday morning in seats G16, which is apparently in the middle, in the centre. You've had bags of pick and mix, including Ant Channel Tunnel strawberry twists with white centres. You've had a cup of tea and some water, some mixed popcorn that you can't tell the difference between. And we've watched 10 and Once Upon a Time in America. Andy, <laughs> have you had a good trip to the movies? As Terry Nutkins would say, I'll be waxing lyrical about it for weeks. <laughs> Andy, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for taking us on a trip to the movies. Well, absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking. And as Andy's cab carries him away from our virtual cinema off into the distance, it's your chance to win a pair of tickets for a night out at a very real Odeon cinema. As I said at the start, the lovely people at Odeon have given us a pair of tickets to give away every single week. So if you'd like the chance of getting your hands on these tickets, all you have to do is leave us a review of the show. You can leave it on whichever podcast platform you use, if they allow it, be it Apple Podcasts or other, or you can post it on any of our social media where we are at Trip to Movies Pod. That's at Trip to Movies Pod. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. The competition is only open to UK residents and the tickets exclude Odeon Leicester Square and Odeon Lux. And just before I say my final farewell for this episode, don't forget you can find the full ad-free unedited video interviews for this and indeed every single episode on our A Trip to the Movies Patreon, as well as loads of other extras, including early access to the podcast as well. So if you fancy joining our growing Patreon community, that is all on our A Trip to the Movies Patreon. And that really is it. I'll be back next week with another guest taking us on a trip to the movies.